there was an idea to bring together a duo of recyclable people to see if we could become something more so that when we needed to we could create the podcast that we otherwise never could no one asked for it no one knew they needed it but now you have it black culture geeks Welcome everyone to the Black Culture Geeks Podcast. This is my man SBJ. I am Tombstone the Dead Man, and we are just a couple of geeks talking about pop culture from a black perspective. Thanks. So, yep. We are getting there. Uh-huh. Oscar time. Yes, yes. Uh so, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording this episode on the day of the Oscars. Yes. And so, unfortunately, we could not wait until after the Oscars happened, but we got something next week for y'all anyway. But we decided that since we're doing this whole uh, appreciation series, that what better way than to add some people that are, like, relevant for a reason? For good reason. Facts. So Facts. this week we will be talking about director slash writer <laughs> mm. Ryan Ryan Coogler. It's right. crazy about him, yo. Like, so first of all, let me just put this out of the way. Uh huh. Um, far as Oscars and shit are concerned, we don't put a whole lot of stock nah. in it because okay. we feel like no, Kitty that's cat. damn cat making all that noise. Um, that's because most people, I would argue the vast majority of people who even the ones that put stock into it, can't tell you the metric these people are using to figure out who should win what, who deserves what. And we know just like anything else, there's mad politics behind the scenes shit going on there. So we just want to put that in perspective as we talk about, um, these um actors, directors, whatever, um, and these award shows. It's not that we put a whole lot of stock in it. It's just that nowadays, as well as back in the day, they've built themselves up a brand. It's an institution now. Mm-hmm. So people tend to look at it and look at artists that have won Oscars, Grammys, uh, you name it. They look at them a little different. Yeah. It seems to legitimize their uh, legacy, so to speak, for Thanks. whatever reason. And what I will, what I will do, you know, um, you give full disclosure. I give a little bit of full disclosure to that. Potentially, I don't know if you would agree, but I think that there's some degree of this for me. Um, one of the reasons that I don't um, put as much stock in these award shows is because notoriously we've been treated wrong. Oh, yeah, I agree so, with that. So, like, whenever we do win, it is still a relatively big deal. Right. It's just... Because of the way the shit was handled previously. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that. that's what that's about. Um, And again, if you're going to be giving out these fake-ass awards to everybody, you might as well give us one. Fuck yeah. with you. It ain't, like, it, ain't, it ain't like motherfuckers that haven't been doing quality work. That ain't the question, you know what I'm saying? So, because, and and... 
when again with the fake award thing, because it's because there's there's no like defined metrics. We're talking about that's art. what that's what we're talking about. We're, yeah, talking, we're about talking about art. It's so about it's art. subjective, very much so. And and if it's subjective to us, it's subjective to them. So until we learn what the actual metrics are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what do you choose? And because going off of what we've seen. It's not consistent. No, nah, no. Nah, it's bro. not consistent. Nah. So until we see some some sort of standard, some sort of uh, Rubicon, so to speak. Yeah. Until we see something like that, we're going to call it the way we call it. Yeah. Now, take a dude like Ryan Coogler. Well, here's the thing. The reason that Ryan Coogler is relevant to this, in case you live under a rock, is mm. because the Black Panther is up for several nominations and yep. he directed the movie now if it wins any of the oscars it's nominated for it won't be credited to ryan coogler because for some reason he's not actually the nominee for any of the categories but right kevin feige has already said that in the event of a win i think for best picture I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he would do it for any of the other um, categories, but I think he specifically said for Best Picture, if Black Panther wins, he was going to have Ryan Coogler come up and accept the award. Right. Well, I, I, I will say this: any um, win in any category for a comic book based movie, huge, is a win for that genre. Yeah. Period. At least in the in measure of perspective, and, and I see a lot of folks. Attempt make this attempt to say, oh well, it's only one because of this politics or that politics. And let's say for the sake of argument that that's true, which is I don't, not, I don't agree. I don't agree a, at all. What, what is this? The fifty seventh uh, annual? There yeah, are fifty seven years of precedent saying come that that's on, not dog. the case. That's I don't even case. know if it's. Let me let me fact check. Go ahead and say what you were saying while I fact but check. But yeah, like like even if you wanted to say that, don't act like. Some of these other films that one didn't have politics going on behind scenes. See, again, people p- people tend to pick and choose what they consider to be legitimate and what they don't. Oh, I'm tripping. Depending okay, so on how they, you know, so it's the 91st Academy. Excuse Awards. me, 91st. So there's 91 years of precedent to say that. Come on, dog. Being Come black on. is not helping you out at the Oscars. Yeah, you're a fact. So <laughs> stop, stop, stop the bullshit. But Ryan Coogler in particular is a very unique figure. Just yeah. He's intriguing to me, honestly. Yeah. I mean, especially from his origins from Oakland. Yeah. Um, his particular take. Um, now, look, to look at his filmography, he's just really getting started for real. Yeah. Um, before we jump into that, though, I love Ryan Coogler the way that I love Cardi B. And mm. what I mean by that is Ryan Coogler is Ryan Coogler. There is right. no, like, if you've ever seen an interview of Ryan Coogler, he speaks the way that he speaks. Damn right. From Damn Oakland. Right. And right. that shit ain't changed. And it's probably not going to change no time soon. Nope. Like, he is, he, with this, I mean, he, he's intelligent. It's, it's clear that he's intelligent. However, yeah. however, he still speaks in a certain vernacular that isn't um, isn't uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As isn't like accepted or 
or not, 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 in, it's not accepted in the framework of you know business, right. corporate, right, whatever. But where he's from, and, and really the average layperson, yeah. that's the thing about about that sort of thing too. I think people get it twisted. So the vast majority of people are not white collar. No, the vast majority of people are blue collar. Uh-huh. Vast majority of people have these regular ass jobs. Yep. And they're just regular folks. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we have um, elevated a particular culture in industry. Yeah. To make them the standard, merely because I guess they make more money. Yeah. A lot of times they're, they're in management roles. But the average person, rank and file, that, that, that walks the, the street, catches the bus, mm-hmm. or whatever... They, th- those different speech patterns are not alien or foreign to no, them. No, not at all. They hear this shit all the time. It's one of the reasons we don't do all that highfalutin bullshit on this show because yeah, fuck the pe- the yo the because because we can do it. Oh, nigga, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. I have all the best words. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Wait. 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 I'm supposed to call you Brown Brandon now, because you can't be quoting Tangerine Timmy and just look, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We that doing that is is not difficult. <laughs> at all, um, right, right. Because we had the cold switch all our lives, oh, depending facts. on what situation. I work in corporate America, had. right? Yeah, bro. So, <laughs> so come on, you know what I'm saying? But um, no, I appreciate that about him. Um, yes. and also I think that that kind of filters that kind of filters into his art too. It does. That's funny. I was just about to say that. Yes, it does. You know, it does. Now. Um, his first, his what was his first movie? It was Fruit Fruitvale Station, Station, in 2013, right? Yeah. So for those that don't know, Fruitvale Station is a dramatization based on the story of Oscar Grant being killed by police officers, right? On the Fruitvale Station BART train, and I don't know if I can't remember. See, when I watched the the movie. I can't remember if that actual station is in Oakland or if it's in San Francisco, but it's somewhere right. in the Bay Area. Right. Um, it was refreshing to watch that movie um, for several ways. Let's get to stats before we get to the actual movie, though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Free Revolution came out in 2013. Uh, I think the Oscar Grant thing happened in 2009, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Right. Uh, uh, Ryan Coogler was the writer and director of that movie. He had a budget of $900,000. Wow. It went to the box office and came out with $17 million. So, almost 20 times. Yeah, almost 20 times <laughs> the budget. Um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, regular score is 94% fresh and the audience score is 87 percent fresh so wow. uh, that gives you a little context on how well the movie was received um 
One of my favorite things about this movie um, was that, like we were just talking about, his his almost lack of code switching. <clears throat> yeah. Some yeah. of those scenes, it's like, yo, this is real. Like, I, I feel this is realistic. You know how, how I always talk about I am not a person who needs to see representation necessarily, but I right. still understand how important it is. Fruitvale Station is one of those movies that made me feel how important it was. Because right, right. I'm watching this movie and ironically, all of his movies have been with Michael B. Jordan too. So that's... Yeah, he's um, doing his uh, Martin Scorsese shit. No, thanks. I say. love it. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, and some of the, the way that Michael would talk to his mother in that movie, it was like, right. yo, this is how you talk to, like, this is how, and I hate to say it like this, but for lack of, for lack of having to go so deep and be so specific, I'm just going to throw a blanket here. Uh, it's, it, it's representative of how black guys treat their mothers. Like, right. so representative. Like, right. it was this thing where he, he lost his job and he was trying to get his job back um that wasn't working out so he had uh been hustling but then he like decided to stop hustling and all this all this going on and he's talking to his mother his mother's birthday and he's like yeah i'm gonna get you this i'm gonna get you that i'm gonna get you this and she's like well i'm gonna give you such and such back she's like nah you don't pay for nothing on your birthday like nah you good and that that reminds me of how my idea of black pick black sons with their mothers. Like, right. That just, it just brings that feeling. So, yeah, it's one of the reasons why you're more than likely to get your ass whipped, huh? Messing around with some black dude's mama. Huh. <laughs> like, you more than likely to get uh-huh, your man. ass twisted <laughs> without, <laughs> without a question. In any other situation where you may, you may have gotten dude. away with it. Yeah. They could have beat that dude, but, in this but mama? Nigga, nah. Not on mama. Nah. Shit. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, so it, it was really refreshing. Uh, I have this blind spot. I might as well admit it. I have this blind spot when it comes to certain black movies um, right. where I am almost incapable. My bias makes me incapable of actually like being a critic on some of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, Fruitvale mm-hmm, Station mm-hmm. is one of those. Uh, right. Because... The larger issue, I think, yeah, is the, the topic matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, the topic matter, it was like, I can't... I, I honestly can't tell you if there were like glaring issues with the movie because right. when I was, every time I've watched this movie, that wasn't on my mind. Like, right. At all. Exactly. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back right after these messages. So, um, all right. And we are back. So, yes, we are. Yeah. So, uh, that movie was just amazing. I love how. Oscar was presented, he was not presented as this like great, flawless person that had no reason, like would never be approached by police or nothing crazy like that. Right. Okay, I I can't think of one thing that 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 
I don't think it was necessarily bad, but I don't really see how it belonged in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was something that actually happened or if this was just creative license. There was a scene in the movie where Oscar was getting gas and he was like, this dog came up and he was uh, rubbing the dog and shit. And then he went back to pump his gas. And then he heard like tires screeching. And then he heard the dog cry. And he right. looked back and the, the car is speeding off. And he yelling at the car. And then he went back to the dog and the dog dies. And it's like, right. <coughs> I, wow, what the hell? Okay. Um, it's kind of crazy. No, I get it. You're sick. You're, you're, you're allowed. Um, <laughs> and it's like, Ryan, what what, what was this? Uh, this is some random dog, not his dog. Um, I have no, re- unless I missed something, I have no reason to believe that he knew who this dog was. Right, right, right. And it's just like a three, maybe three minutes, maybe two minutes scene that's just there and doesn't really connect to anything else. I'm thinking that might have been uh, a creative license to uh, create a sense of humanity yeah, probably. in the in the in the main character. But my thing is it wasn't necessary. He did a good job of that throughout the rest of the movie. Like I there's the scene, you know, there's the scene no, where um oh well full disclosure people. So Ryan Coogler has three movies uh, that he directed. Um I've seen two. Each of us have seen two of them. <laughs> Tomb has seen Creed and Black Panther, and I have seen right. Fruitvale Station and Black Panther. So right. that's how we that's how we rocking teamwork. Um, <laughs> so he has this scene in the movie where like they're downtown um, Bay Area. I can't remember which uh, city they were in. And right. he was uh, it was a group of them. And there was a guy. It was New Year's Eve. And the guy was no, it was New Year's Day. It was after the countdown. Um, mm. but still not, you know, dark outside and whatnot. The guy's right. coming outside of his shop. He's locking up and Oscar's like, Hey, can we, can one of them use the bathroom real quick? So the guy ends up letting the two girls go in. And then this uh, white couple comes up and she, and the, the lady's pregnant. And he was like, Oh, you, y'all, you gotta use the bathroom. And he looks down and sees she's pregnant. So he knocks on the door to the shopkeeper and he's he like, pleads for the shopkeeper to let her go use the bathroom like it's a little it's little stuff like that throughout the movie that shows his humanity so i don't really know like i think that the dog scene was completely unnecessary Uh but other than that i can't think of anything to be critical about with the movie like right i I think the the important thing about some of these types of films too and especially when you want to tackle this topic yeah is to show that a person can be flawed and still have been violated. Facts. Because because the, the 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 narrative positioning that is used by the the uh the larger demographic of uh, many times when we talk about this is the police or whatever could have broken the law, completely violated, completely really shitted on his badge and his oath. Mm-hmm. But if the if the if the person that he violated had done something had, wrong. Anything wrong. Something wrong. <laughs> They'll use that as an excuse. And 
That's really not the point. The right. point is, even if this person had been the worst scum of the earth yeah. ever, yeah. when there's certain protocol and procedure that someone that's given that authority and given a, a dangerous, deadly weapon yep. to carry around as he chooses to use his decision-making process to decide who lives and who dies, yep. who gets violated and who doesn't. So even that person is absolutely guilty of the shit they're saying. Yeah, he's guilty of them dying. It doesn't warrant. And this is the thing I think that that movies like the reason why movies like this are important. It's important to show the humanity, the full humanity of the person in question, so that that doesn't become this sticking point or this obstacle in the conversation. So a quick quick run through of what they showed in the movie as far as good, quote unquote, good versus evil, right? So they start off the movie with him and this girl and she's talking about him cheating on her. Facts. And then that same scene, he finally talks her into, uh, what's the best way I can put this? He talks her into allowing him to in have sex? Yeah, okay, thank you. Because I was about to, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, his daughter's calling him. Oh, damn. So he gets up, and he's not upset. He gets up, he opens the door, he asks her what's wrong. He's like, you want to come sleep with us? She says yes. Oh. She comes in the bed, they go to sleep. Like, it, it's, a, it's a bunch of juxtaposition. There's another scene right. where he's at his old job. And this white girl comes up. It's so funny. This white girl comes up and she's asking for um, advice on how to do a fish fry because her boyfriend um, wants that. And, right. and Oscar's like, is your boyfriend black? And she was like, no, 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 no. He's not black, but I guess he spends a lot of time around black people. Uh, and uh. He could have taken that away, but he didn't. Yeah, he could have. He, he didn't. He calls his grandmother, like unsolicited. He calls his grandmother and he explains to her the situation. He's like, "Hey, can you talk to this girl? She don't, she want to do a fish fry. She don't know what kind of fish she want to fry. She don't know nothing. She but she want to do this. Could you help her out?" So he right. gives the he gives the girl the phone. He sees his old boss. He meets up with the boss. He like, "Hey." I wanted to know if I could start such, such, such time. And he's like, we filled your position already. And he's like, yeah, but I need this. I ain't going to be late no more. Blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. And he's like, well, if I hire you, I'm going to have to fire somebody that's never been late. So I, I'm i sorry. I want to help you, but I can't. Yeah, ass out. Yeah. So Oscar like grabs him aggressively. And he's like, no, I need this job. And he's like, I don't know what you mean. Like, I, I can't help you. And he's, he's like, like, first of all, kill manga. That shit ain't working with Wakanda. <laughs> that shit ain't happening right Yo, here. Yo, he was like, oh, what you, you want me waiting for you outside after this is done? So the yeah. juxtaposition, the juxtaposition. Right. And then as soon as the, the boss leaves the frame, the white girl comes back and it's like, hey, I got everything I need. Thank you so much. Here's your phone. Right. So like it's it's, <laughs> it's it's throughout the movie like that, and I think that that was done masterfully. Like I I yeah. enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that they didn't just try to paint him as goody two shoes, but nah, at the that, same time yeah. they did show redeeming qualities because that's how people are. That, that is in, in real life, yo. <laughs> like yo, they, they, look. Truth is, all of us wear masks. Yeah, 
the way the way certain people see you, yeah. other people won't. And it's good for um, any director slash writer. Yes. To highlight that because it makes the character seem more human. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And 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 we don't want to get into a case of because um, we've seen this done before with other people, just not even just in in in, in media, but um, well in uh, entertainment media. We've seen this done with Martin Luther King. We've seen like, yo, yeah. they will they will create this image of sainthood. All you hear about Martin Luther King is nonviolent, nonviolent. Yep, yep. And that is not all he was. Nah, it's more to him than that. Just like I mean, so it's important for a director to do that. I think he did that really well. Which is the other thing that I felt in the first, like in Creed. Mm-hmm. All right, I before we get like, into that, let me get the stats. So Creed okay. came out in 2015. Again, Ryan Coogler, writer and director. This time he had a $40 million budget. Guess what he turned that into? $173 million. Wow. So this time he quadrupled his budget. And on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, regular score is 95% fresh. Audience score, 89% fresh. Okay. Hmm. So Creed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this. So... While I did enjoy this movie, mm-hmm. I felt as though the character development on the main character was a little lacking. Yeah, I'm, it, it, you, you can't win them all. Yeah, you can't win them all. It was, it was a little lacking in that in that regard, but I think it may have had something to do. See, the thing is, I've watched all of the Rockies from yeah. the first one to whatever. I've watched and them. So, you wouldn't know this, but you know, in general, um, the pacing of movies has evolved. Yes. Over the years. Um, what was once deemed a priority in terms of storytelling is not necessarily the priority anymore. Thanks. And because this movie is so closely linked to that Rocky series with using the characters, the same universe, the same whatever, you know, the events took place. Once you watch those other movies, especially the first and the second one, there is a lot of character development Mm. in those movies. So that's why it probably stuck out more to me. Right. Because I I still felt at the end of this, at that movie, as much as I enjoyed what I was watching, I still didn't feel like I knew him. Right. I still didn't feel like I knew, you know, Apollo Creed's son. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think one of the reasons Creed did so well is because he had a certain formula in mind that hit most of the check boxes. You know what I'm saying? It it, it had um, familiarity Mm -hmm. with that universe. Like, Rocky is an iconic American film. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That whole series, you know what I mean? For good or for ill, some people like some movies better than others, but overall... It's an iconic uh, franchise brand in this country. So people won't go see it for that. There are a lot of people that were like me that always wanted to know more about Apollo Creed. Because right. Apollo Creed, for all intents and purposes, was that universe's Muhammad Ali. Right. Like, he, he was the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was the shit. But even though he wasn't the star... In the first or first two, three movies, mm-hmm. they still built him up enough where you felt like, okay, I got a sense of who this cat is. 
Right. And I didn't really see that with this, but I think the reason it did so well is because there was a lot of shorthand in here because of the previous movies and because of the work that was done. Um, Because when I watch movies like this that have um, such a a historical, like, lore in the background, iconic lore, I'm not looking for necessarily the same things in this that I would look for in a movie that's just straight out the break, no no back references exactly. to be citing on that. I'm looking for something different. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm looking for some different shit. So that's why I think this movie was successful because he hit all the beats that he was supposed to hit to make it successful. And yeah. on top of that, it came with the legacy of it being connected to an iconic film legacy. Yeah, so you can't beat that. You really can't beat that. Uh, the only way you can, the only way you can mess that up is if you make the movie horrible. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But at this point, my man, Mr. Coogler, is, is proving a point. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you get you give me these, little, this little bit of money, mm-hmm. I'm going to make you this. Oh, my God. I'm going to get you this. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And and, and basically building his, his, his resume up. Thanks. Because <laughs> when we get to the third movie. Exactly. Oh, my God. God, when you finally got the Black Panther, you started to see all of this come to fruition. So stats. Give them Black stats. Panther came out in 2018. We've talked about Black Panther already on this. Ad nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, came out in 2018. He was also a co-writer and director on this mm-hmm. movie. Budget $210 million. What does he do with that? $1.34 billion. Billion. So, Hold up, let's, stop. let's be clear. Stop, stop. Okay. Let, that mur- let that marinate. Billion. With a B. <laughs> so let's be clear. What this means is that in the three movies that he's directed, he is at least quadrupled his budget. Yeah. Every time out. Yeah. That is ridiculous. I haven't and done amazing. this. I haven't done this 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 research, but I, I that has to be like up there. Like your first well, three it's, movies. It's up there to the point where all right, so even if you take Black Panther, um it is the first MCU film, superhero film to get up to a billion dollars, if I'm not mistaken, in that short amount of time. Yeah. And it was all it was beaten out that uh it didn't take long because another MCU movie. Well yeah, <laughs> it took another, you know, but that doesn't take away the accomplishment. Oh no. Of what that was. That that's crazy right there. That's insane. That's an insane amount of money for a film. Like it, it's insane. Man, it is ridiculous. To show you how ridiculous it is, like Black Panther uh is one of like all right, so for instance, you have you have movies like uh, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? The highest movie of all time, uh, the highest grossing movie of all time is, I believe, Titanic. I gotta double check. It is no. I'm sorry. It's Avatar. It's Avatar. Uh, that's two point seven nine billion, right? Right. But, but Avatar came out in two thousand nine. Titanic is number right. two. Titanic is number two. 
Guess where Black Panther is? Huh. Where is that? Black Panther is at number nine. Wow. The ninth highest grossing movie of all time. That's insane. Instantly propelling Ryan Coogler into superstar director status. Now, you know when I talk about music artists and I say that if you have a diamond to your name, I ain't telling you shit. Right. Well, if you are a director and you have a billion to your name. Yeah. yeah. A one one movie billion to your name. Yeah. I ain't got shit to say to you, bro. Nah. I ain't got nah. nothing to say. You can have whatever you want. You, you go. You go direct you whatever. All right. Okay. We, <laughs> but if you, 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 I'm pretty sure that everybody, like you, can you have your pick of scripts or Facts. or projects because you are Facts. a writer. You're a writer too. What the hell? So so wait a minute. So let's talk about that though. So here is the, the other side to that. Mm-hmm. The moment you do a movie that doesn't, oh yeah, yeah, and was given a, a big budget, yeah, and I ain't talking about one of his small indies because he's probably gonna go back to doing some more small independence. Facts, but the moment you do one that was given a big budget by a movie studio and it doesn't do huge numbers, we start hearing the silly talk. Yeah, we start hearing that oh yeah. he fell off. No motherfucker, he didn't fall off. He made the money he made yeah. in that Black Panther movie for a lot of different factors. Oh, yeah. One, it already had an ingrained audience. Two, it connected with a certain demographic of people who before then hadn't had um, that sort of representation of their country of origin, even if it was fictitious. Yeah. Looking successful. Facts. Looking powerful. Mm-hmm. So it meant something. And, and, and so... He benefited from a lot of that, but that does not change the fact that that, that, that boy a bad man. People, that boy a bad man because when most people they went to see that, they were satisfied. See, it's yes. not like yeah. they went there and was like, "Oh no, this is terrible." No, it's, terrible. it's nah, not that. It's satisfied. not that he got people into the theater and it's like, eh, "This is all right." No, people liked the movies. And here's people the thing. Here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. So let's say. All right, so he's directed three movies. Let's say his mm-hmm. next movie he directs bombs at the box office, right? Mm-hmm. That's still three out of four. Facts. Three out but of four ain't bad. You know how the narrative goes. No, of course, of course. People of course. are only, you're only as good as your next film or next no, that's game facts. or that's next facts. album. But here's the thing about this. So a part of this whole series is, uh, yes, giving people their flowers while they can still smell them, but... Also highlighting the things uh, outside of just the most well-known. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Ryan Coogler executive produced Creed 2. He couldn't direct it because of Black Panther. The timing right. the timing was a, a conflict. So he executive right. produced it. Creed 2. Budget, $50 million. Box <clears throat> office, $212 million. Wow. All right. So that's still quadruple. He didn't direct that movie. That's fine. Right. Ryan Coogler is slated. I don't know if it's still going to be the case when it come out, but he's slating to produce the Space Jam sequel. Wow. But see, again, he's getting these looks based on work. 
hard work. This is work the thing people don't understand. And like, success. Yeah. Like, dude, he showed that he can make money with the style he's using. So, of course, now at this point, they're going to drop a lot of these shits in his lap, yo. They're going to drop like, yo, wow, you just gave us a billion for this. Here, do something with this. Here, mm-hmm. take this budget. Do something with this. Like, And, and again, it's deservingly so because you can't look, even though he's just gotten the game, you can't look at that at that record right there and, 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 and say anything crazy. Anything negative at all. Like, I don't understand how that can Mind even be you, a thing. Now, now, who, I don't know when this is going to happen, but it's it's pretty much all but confirmed that he's going to direct the Black Panther sequel. Yeah, it's a foregone conclusion, yo. He, that man went there. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. In October 2018, he completed a deal to write and direct the sequel. Okay. So, yeah, so that's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> he, he already made that deal. He cut that deal, got his money. You know what I'm saying? He about to do, he about to put in work. Yeah, so and let's say. Know, that was October. So let's say let's say it comes out two years from now. Right. That might be the next movie he directs. Yep. And if that's the next movie he directs, he's going four for four. Four for four. Because even because at this point, even if that movie isn't good, let's say it's trash. Right. It's still going. It's make still going to make. Yep. It's so going to make a lot of money. And I don't. I don't believe that that uh, Marvel's going to green like any trash. No, not at all. I have no. Nah. Not at all. Oh, hold on. Shoot. So he did it. He executive produced uh, ESPN 30 for 30 um, about game three of the 1989 World Series between the uh, Francisco Giants and the Oakland. Oh, I don't know anything. I don't know. No, I don't know anything about baseball either. But it's just, you know, something else that's on his um, resume. Right. On his resume. Right. Uh, He also said he was working on a graphic novel. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to be working with um, Jordan Pill. Hmm. That should be interesting, too. On so, uh, I feel good. Like, I think one of the other things is that, that about, about Ryan is all these other people getting opportunities because of his success. Oh, yeah. That's dope as fuck. So, oh, yes. Like, he... he like he's not solely responsible, of course not, but he mm-hmm. he he is instrumental in Michael B. Jordan's um ascent Flex. as an actor. Because Michael B. Jordan's been acting for years and years. Since he was a, since he was a kid. Was yeah, on, on the, the wire. wire. He was yeah. On the wire. yeah. Since he was a kid. Um he has What was that Ryan other Coogler movie? He has, was- Ryan Coogler has um one, two, three, four short films that he's directed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's putting, he's putting in work out in these Hollywood streets. putting in work out in these streets, yeah. I mean, a bunch of awards to his name. No yeah, at this point, yo, I don't think nobody go. yeah, but you know what? Even if there's an Oscar connected to the movie he directed and oh, yeah. don't have his name on it, yeah. that's still a thing. Like, that's, like, his movie, a por- some segment of his movie won an Oscar. Yeah. All so, right, let's, let's run down this list real quick. Um, all right. These, just, these are the awards he's won, not, not, there is there are even more that he's been nominated for, but these are just the ones that he's won. Um, Austin Film Critics Association, best first film, not uh, for Fruitvale. Sta- these these are for Fruitvale Station. Austin right. Film Critics Association, best first film. Boston Online Films Critic Association, best new filmmaker. Cannes Film Festival, 
Wow. Um, I cannot pronounce this because it, I don't speak this language, but it's some award. Okay. Right. Uh, Chicago, uh, where is it? Uh, Gotham Awards, Bingham Ray Breakthrough Director, Las Vegas Films Critics Society, Breakthrough Filmmaker of the Year, right. Nantucket Film Festival, Vimeo Award for Best Writer Director, National Board of Review, Best Directorial Debut, New York Film Critics Online, Best Debut Director, San Francisco Film Critics Circle, Marlon Riggs Award, Sundance Film Festival. Wow. Audience Award and Grand Jury Prize. That's just, oh, it's still not over. Black Reel Awards, Outstanding Director, um, Independent Spirit Awards, Best First Feature, Satellite Awards, Honorary Satellite Awards. So that's just Fruitvale Station. Damn. Then he won three for Creed, and he won so far one, two, three, four for Black Panther. You mean nominations? No, no, no. One, not Oscars. Oh, shit. He won won, um, uh, Saturn Awards. American African American Film Critics Association, Word. Satellite Awards, and Black Real Awards so far for Black Panther. Nice. So yeah, bro. You putting in work and getting recognized for it. Yes. So with, with all of that, um, he's deserving. Yeah. Of an appreciation, even though it's early, so early in his career, he's deserving. Oh yeah. Of an appreciation episode because. Right now, he's doing this goddamn thing. And yeah. even though he's not new to this, he's new as far as people knowing who he is yeah. on a wide scale. Right. Um, you know, so. Because even with the Creed thing, like, he was the director, but it was it was a part of the Rocky series. So yeah. it's like, the director takes a back seat. Yeah, he's not going to get the same. Right, he's not going to get the same notoriety off of that simply yeah. because of. Uh, it's already an established franchise. But because um, people were so... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Because trash? people... Well, no, the trash would encompass this. But because people were so like... Uh, when you tell them something, they can't just accept that. They got to dig deep. Right, 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 like right, right. Black Panther, <laughs> the reason that he's recognized for is because the first thing is... oh. The MCU is doing a, a black superhero film. Right. Well, who's directing it? Oh, a, a black man. Right. So, yeah, man, he's getting his he's getting his rec- recognition and and it's it's refreshing. It's, it's it's refreshing and it's deservedly so. It is amazing. Yeah. Like I couldn't deservedly be happy. So. Yeah. Get so, your money, black man. Get your money. So um, I think that's it. Yep. Oh, my man Ryan Coogler. We are looking forward to more stuff from him in the future, of course. Mm-hmm. So you know, who knows if this podcast is still around five years from now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we might be talking, bringing him up again for some Facts. other feats that he didn't accomplish. You know what I'm saying? But um, until then, I would like to thank everybody for listening to this episode. Um, it's it's like. Really, these episodes are important to us because we feel like some of these people don't get the 
well, ordinarily wouldn't get the complete recognition they deserve. Yeah. People, you know, now in, in Ryan's case, after Black Panther, no one's going to not give him. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No one's going to not give him his due. But there's other people that we feel like haven't really got their due and they deserve it. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, we feel like they are, they get respect, but not as much respect as they should. Yeah. Yeah. We don't feel it's at the level that it should be. You know right. what I'm saying? So, we want to thank y'all for listening and pay attention to some of these other ones that we got coming up. Oh, yeah. Because, um, we're definitely going to put little tidbits and stuff in there about these people that you might didn't know about before. Uh-huh. You know, um, is there anything you're promoting this week? Just the normal uh, Instagram photos by SVJ. Uh, go check it out or don't. Uh, go and, check it out. All right. Um, and whatever platform you're listening to this on, I'm not even going to name them this time. Uh, just give us a good review. Give us a good rating. Right. Leave comments. All that good stuff. Uh, if you want to tell us anything specific, you want to give us any type of feedback. Uh, right. You want you want our episodes to be four hours long. That's not going to happen. But that's not if happening. if you want these things, if you have anything you that you want, say it. come say it. to blackculturegeeks at gmail.com and let us know. Let us know how you're feeling. Also, right. share. Sharing is caring. Don't be selfish. There's absolutely no reason for you to be selfish. There's enough of us to go around. Go ahead. Let your friends know all about our podcast and help us spread our invisible message. Word. I will also, of course, be promoting No Skull Duggery, the EP. Facts. Um, the Knife Project in my uh, discography. Uh-huh. Um, and you can find it anywhere digital music is sold. Also, Go check out the Black Culture Geeks YouTube channel. Indeed. And my personal Reaper Legion Network channel. Indeed. As well as my photography Instagram yep, yep. page. ReaperVision999. Go check out some pictures because we take pictures. That's what we did. Facts. So for my man SPJ. You. I am Tombstone the Dead Man. And for the greater multi-world entertainment family, we are... Out. Peace.